0: It's only entertainment. Welcome back to the talking hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, capital markets analyst and host of your cannabis business podcast with me is Andre Cochaine. He's with Coba. We're going to talk about the Brazil and Paraguay, and a whole bunch of other stuff, but Andre, thanks for being with us here at the talking Hedge. Oh, well, thank you, Josh. Uh, well, I'm, uh, um...
1: To really start I think uh, we got to understand that uh, the Latin America you know Paraguay and Brazil I, I'm going to be talking you know primarily about those two markets because the, these are the ones that, that I'm really involved uh, we we've been a, seen a, a real a huge growth in a, in, in this market in, in the last uh, years I, I could say it really began like in 2017 or something like that when people were really starting to see the how cultivating hemp uh, could be, even more profitable for the the whole country in general um well right now what we can say about uh paraguay uh right now if you have a uh, legislation to work with uh with hemp you are able to do any product you want uh but you know the thc level has got to be up to 0.3 uh, percent and you can't go over that that's just uh, how the law goes. If you have a medical cannabis uh, uh, authorization, you can do whatever, you you know, do any products with any uh, THC level uh, registration. But right now, we don't see really uh, uh, things like that going, like, we, we don't have any medical cannabis uh, authorization at this point. Um, we do believe that in 2024, we are going to have uh, a full country legalization of can- of cannabis but we're working on it right now uh i can say that with coba we are right um we are partners of ccip which is the paraguayan chamber of hemp and Liha would be the latin america association of hemp so right now we are in important places to be uh to have important connections with uh the whole latin america uh, market but uh Paraguay is really going up in front, up in front with the uh, with the cultivation. Right now, we have twenty five hundred hectares of production. We have two uh, indigenous uh, colonies uh, that are working directly on it, uh, and seven hundred families of, of small producers that are uh, working in this market right now. So uh, mm-hmm. the wheels are spinning. Let's say <laughs> that's something we can say, and. Um, I think that's it from the Paraguay let's let's
0: let's take a step back and and, and in terms of your involvement everything on behalf of COBA what is what is COBA what are you guys doing Okay, I have a bit of resume Uh, COBA is the first Paraguayan brand
1: to be exported to Brazil so the Paraguayan CBD brand to be exported in Brazil so right now uh, just to make a connection with Brazil and how things are going in there so right now if you're a consumer if you want to use uh, medical cannabis by any means, you got to go through uh, medical prescription and then you got to have a, a uh, solicitation. You got to have an authorization from uh, our health surveillance, which is called an visa. So entering this decree, uh, you as a Brazilian consum- consumer has to import CBD or cannabis products from other countries. Right now, you cannot... Uh, Really buy uh, cannabis from your 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 country, like from from Brazil, uh, you can't have stock there. Uh, so that's what we call the uh, the decree is three three five. That's what Anvisa calls it. Um, but uh, now, what what that implies is that Brazilian consumers that really need medical cannabis by any means, they go through a a line of one month, maybe two months uh, of waiting to have this product that they so need. You know, there are people that have Alzheimer's and all kinds of really uh, specific uh, injuries or uh, what can I, it's not injuries, the right word, I'm sorry, um, health problems, I would say. ailments. Ailments, yes. So uh, those people that are, they they really need this kind of product right now, they, it's not the, the best position to be Uh, So what what COBA is implying is that being in Paraguay and we have, you know, we have the whole technology up in front. We have uh, the cultivation, we have the facility where we do extractions. We have the whole fabrication there and having this line, this path through Brazil, uh, which we are now located in Foz do Iguaçu, which is uh, Brazil, Paraná, which is the state. And we are right at the bridge uh, from Paraguay, which would be Ciudad del Este. So we have this, this really important logistic decision to be right at Paraguay and Brazil, so we can make those deliveries faster and in a cheaper way. So that's uh, the 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 main attraction, let's say, for COBA.
0: Hmm.
1: And uh, my position right now, I'm I'm a I'm the co-founder and CMO of COBA, so I deal with you know all adn- adn- administrative uh, side of it and uh, and you know marketing of all so the the communication and all that uh why did you
0: choose to go into brazil first so you're you're cultivating in paraguay and then you're exporting into brazil was there a other than the location was there another strategic decision on why not find somebody who's already in brazil and either grow from there or 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 source from there locally because i know there's hundreds of thousands of hectares of of hemp that's being grown in Brazil probably one of the largest that I know of um, outside of maybe China. Um, what was the strategy behind that decision?
1: Well to start up uh, you you gotta understand that Brazil and, and visa you know the whole health surveillance uh, part is you gotta be inside of right committee to be able to have these kinds of authorizations Right now as COBA, uh, being the partners that we have with CCAP and Liha we we are able to have this authorization much faster and quicker in Paraguay we are we were the first to actually have the authorization to be cultivating in Paraguay in a larger scale in hemp so we had this decision because we could really make that work i believe if you want to start cultivating in brazil you will have at least a two to four years gap to have the authorization to do that. And that's, you know, we, we can't wait something like that. If there are people that really need it, uh, you know, the whole point of what we made was really to help people to get somewhere. Uh, I have uh, everyone that's working on COBRA right now has a, a particular reason to understand CBD and, and understand cannabis. We've all been through a particular moment in our lives where a close person to ours had to, had a connection with CBD or cannabis. And it, that's, that's why we wanted this to, to go fast, to really move forward in a, in a sense. So that's why we choose Paraguay because we we could start right off the bat.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. There's a, a guy I know who left the United States to go to Canada for the same reason. It was faster to go up there and start working in hemp. And so he made a strategic partnership uh, so Mike West of Embark ended up partnering with uh, Bubble Man up in Vancouver, B.C. They formed this business called Hanks and Embark and then they sold out. I don't even know. How, they probably sold out for 100 million or more, you know, and had he stayed in the U.S. or had you gone to Brazil and just tried to go through that slow slog, you wouldn't have that first mover advantage that you have now, whether it's the capital or the knowledge and, and just the. the the business aspect of it, you're starting with production and distribution and branding and trust and all of those things that come with first mover advantages. Uh, When you're talking about Paraguay, you mentioned um, there's a couple indigenous groups. Um, What did you mean by that? Because where I'm here locally, there's Native Americans and there's completely different laws and rules and regulations. Like they can use tobacco if they wanted for traditional blunts. They don't, they could and so there's fascinating rules surrounding the Native American tribes and tribal cannabis. Do you do you uh, have something like that? Is that what you meant by indigenous in Paraguay?
1: No, no, that's uh, a, a, a great point. So uh, because of uh, CCAP, we now have the the project we call uh, Hemp uh So guadani is one of the, the the indigenous tribes from from Paraguay. And um, in this in this program and this project, we have uh, fifteen hundred indigenous families that are that are uh, really on the work of, with it. Which means is, is that we have this uh, we we could call it a contract where we give them seeds, and they uh, are able to you know uh, cultivate this uh, because there are families that already worked with uh, with agriculture their whole lives. You know their whole um, their whole uh, colony has has been working with that. So we give them the this opportunity to start working with this new market and professionalize it and really uh, have a, a, a bigger profit with uh their their colony with their uh, agriculture. So there's no there's no such thing as uh, any specific rules for natives to be doing uh things like cannabis wise here in Paraguay. Uh, the 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 main thing is that uh, I believe as much as uh, U- United States, the indigenous people, they are really uh, a small, a small tribe. They are not really given the, the, the attention that people uh, believe that they have to, to, to really have been heard. And uh, that's something that we really, you know, go forward with, with it. Uh, Koba is, has this native uh, connection with, uh, with the earth, and, and that's something that we're really connected with our brand. So we, we just wanted
0: to, to hug that idea. Hmm. Can you tell me about the impacts that you might have kind of working through places like Paraguay and Brazil and just already what I know of, of the terroir in Brazil and Colombia and Peru and Chile and some of these other places that grow phenomenal crops, whether it's coffee or, or hemp. Uh, and, and, the inexpensive labor that goes around that, it seems incredibly disruptive where you can come into a market and have inexpensive and high quality products that completely, um, you know, dismantle the, the status quo. what is the, the overall impact that Brazil and Paraguay might have on the global market as it pertains to hemp and, and CBD and other cannabinoids? Perfect. So,
1: um, Paraguay, right now, it's it's the decision of the, the government in Paraguay of, of starting to really develop the hemp industry was so big that uh, I believe it's it is one of the upcoming countries to be uh, carbon neutral. Like that that amount of just investment on the the idea of hemp and you know making fabric or or really just uh, foods or CBD. The uh Paraguay has already shown an impact in Latin America in some ways. Now Brazil otherwise, uh, we still are really, you know, focused on how I mean I couldn't say we, I could say like the the health surveillance, the 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 whole government is really scared of getting free of the idea of uh cannabis being uh, delivered in a in a whole. Uh, of course, we do understand the difference between hemp and, and the cannabis as a, a whole plant. But uh, that's not how the, the government really sees it. And, and no matter how much studies we show them, uh, we've had uh, a, uh, a, a big like parliament discussion. Uh, there were a, a lot of leaders involved and it was like, watch, watch free. You could, there, there was a live stream and there were people saying that they just did not believe that uh, the country, the, the, the people wanted cannabis to be free in the hands of everyone. And that's, that's not what the debate was even formed for. So there's a lot of miscommunication, a lot of misinformation on this topic. And that's why I believe Brazil is not uh, really coming up ahead with it you said that there is one huge crop, uh, one huge farm on on cannabis in Brazil or or hemp. Uh, So this is, these are uh, specific institutions or associations that have a really good connection with the government and they just go, you know, paper to paper to really demonstrate how how are things going. And uh, this is a really, really long process uh, right now. So this is not really something that Anyone with a lot of money and a, a lot of uh, knowledge on the market can just come in and do. So I truly believe that Brazil is going to be a little bit far away uh, for a couple of years. Uh, but I truly think, too, that when Paraguay go, goes front ahead, uh, and I truly believe that 2024 is going to be the year of it, uh, Brazil is going to make some changes because uh, it's our, our, it's our, our neighbor. Uh, Paraguay is just right here at side. And they are making a lot of profit on it right now. And uh, I don't think Brazil is going to want to to stay away from that.
0: That's funny. It's the way everything always works. So right now, Arizona is going to go legal. Texas is not. So the eastern part of Arizona is going to see a lot of sales. And there's reports that, that talk about border states. Uh, And how all of these teeny little towns are generating so much revenue and that's creating this this FOMO so Brazil will have this fear of missing out of revenues and no convert their laws in the same way just kind of following following that money so the (laughs) like you mentioned, the importance of knowing somebody. The, when I flew out to Toronto in early 2018 or late 2017, it was a publicly traded company that had 144,000 hectares in Brazil, which is, which is huge. I think that's 360,000 acres or something stupid. So it, it's a lot. It's a lot. And he was growing nothing but hemp. And that was back when kilos of CBD were going for $2,500 US or more. Um, so I went out there to try to secure a deal. Um, they were incredibly unorganized. Uh, it was uh, kind of a waste of time. But I've always been curious about what happened with them. They I've never really heard about their name, so I don't think that they're targeting the US, but it'd be interesting to see what role Brazil plays. If you don't think that they're going to have this first mover advantage, where in Latin America do you see the leaders? Like where are the places to watch? Paraguay is not one that I think of. I think of Chile, or you know, maybe even more like Colombia. Um, What are some other leaders to look for? Colombia
1: is a a big one for sure. That's a that's a no brainer. But I truly, I I would say, I would tell you that Paraguay is is really uh, coming up. I'm not saying this because I'm on the market. I'm saying this because of really how. Uh, being on two countries makes you really uh, understand how uh, the government want to take action in certain things. So I can see Brazil in a way of, you know, they're just, they're just cool with the way things are. They're just cool with having to uh, fill up a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, information, a lot of uh, documents on all oh, you want to prescribe CBD. You want to do this. You've got to go through a whole process and uh and the and the country's not they just don't want to give up on that not right now at least uh now paraguay on the other hand they are uh, you know weeks and weeks just trying to end this 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 barrier between uh, how easy it is for you not only as a consumer but as a, a producer to really go on and, and, and develop something in Paraguay. So they're really, you know, open arms to new investors, to new, uh, to new people to come in there. And that's why I truly believe that Paraguay is an is a upcoming country on the, on the CBD and cannabis market as a, as a whole. But, you know, answering your question, I do believe that Colombia is, is the first one for sure. Uh, I would say Chile too. Uh, although I don't have don't have a, a, not a, a lot of information about it, but I, I would say Colombia, Chile and Paraguay
0: for sure. When it does become regulated uh, or you know completely legalized, will that roll out? Do you think will they look at Canada and do like a slow rollout where you only have flour and then maybe after the next year you get concentrates? Or do you think they'll just kick the can down the road to the different states or provinces like the U.S. has done and make everybody come up with their own regulations? How do you think that rollout will, will go in Paraguay and or Brazil? Well, uh,
1: right now in Paraguay, the main uh, industry, I could say, uh, the main company would say uh, it, it's called Healthy Grains. So Healthy Grains, uh, owned by uh, Marcelo, Marcelo Dame, which is a, a huge investor here in Paraguay, so uh, i believe they, their first uh crop was sent to australia i believe like uh, in the last 3 months so sending uh, uh flowers sending uh, uh the whole the whole ham plant as a, as in general they do not it's not a, a a plan to really engage in create a different kind of uh law and or a different kind of uh, tax material to other countries. I, I do believe that things are going to be quite neutral in that idea. Uh, uh, well, there are some information that I said I, could, I couldn't really give in that point, but I, I would say, uh, as you said, uh, there are some countries that they really uh, try to create different uh, engagements on how are this distribution going to work. I think Paraguay is, uh, is going to maintain a a really straightforward uh idea on how to export their 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 products or their uh, whole uh, plan in in general uh the, the the cbd extract in in specific uh it's not really happening right now in a in a larger scale but uh the fibers of the plant uh the flowers they, they are really coming off so uh canada is a, uh, is one of market that they are looking for i know australia uh Europe, in a in a as a whole uh, continent, is a is a is a big yes for them. German, of course, Switzerland. So, uh, uh, yeah, I don't I don't think there's going to be a, a huge uh, a huge difficulty to to be doing uh, business within other countries. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, will will Paraguay allow for home grow for people to grow at home? To twenty twenty
1: four, this is one possibility. Yes, right now it's not a it's not really on debate.
0: Hmm. But maybe eventually. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um. So it looks like some things are are coming up for Paraguay and Brazil. We're gonna have to come back to the talking hedge and find out some more. But in the meantime, where can they find you at if they want some more information? Are you on social media website? Where can people get some more information or contact you?
1: okay so uh, I'm on Instagram at uh, puts Kochem I can send you the the, the tag for, for you to to put it on uh, on uh, email I have uh, Andre uh, at decobuck.com so you can you know reach me there we can have a conversation I'm up to uh, having all cannabis related uh, conversation with anyone so
0: yeah I, th- I think that's it. All right. Well, I think with that, we're going to have to roll this one up. So I want to thank my guest, Andre Koshem. He is the founder of the Koba. Andre, appreciate you being on the Talking Edge.
1: Thanks, Ben. Appreciate Thanks
0: it. Again. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is the Talking Edge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe or don't. And I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows.